So hi, well the Girl Eyes Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Ryan Oaks. And we're some, some questions to say about his upcoming album, Wake Up. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Dude, it's sick. Like, there's a lot of stuff to wrap your head around. Like, I'm doing that album drop and then I go on my first headline tour and it's mm-hmm. the tickets are doing decent, which is like the craziest thing ever to me. Like, it's the first time I'm having people come see me. I've done quite a few tours as like the opener the direct support but everyone's coming for me and that's like wild to even like think about so a lot of excitement man i don't know like i think the album drop will go well i can't see why i wouldn't because everything's going so well but um guess we'll just have to see what happens hell yeah i mean the album rocks um mm-hmm. stoked as hell for the tour although philly is 21 plus so i am a little upset about that i am not old enough but no way i uh philly's 21 plus that's crazy i didn't even know that yeah i what is it i think it's at the milk boy and that's uh yeah. that venue is always 21 plus so Boo. yeah and i also you know it's funny that they even do that because it's so detrimental to ticket sales that i don't understand it personally mm-hmm. but uh i guess i just have to deal with it and um i know glory's been commenting on our instagram about virginia and i did think it was hilarious that you invited me to the uh virginia show on facebook (laughs) oh dude well here's the here's the story behind that so now like recently started accepting like people i work with are like fans because at most of my facebook friends there's like three thousand they're all in virginia so i just literally clicked select all and invited every single person on my facebook list because it's uh I don't. I wouldn't say it's on track to sell out yet, but it's like looking like a good candidate for a sold out show. Mm-hmm. And that was just me being tickets. annoying and like, Shit. yeah, just trying to maximize ticket sales. So fair enough. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, I also want to say album is immaculate. Um, all the singles were amazing, so I was a little worried because we've had a couple albums where like singles are amazing, album kind of fell flat. Dude, mm-hmm. blew me away. Holy shit! Every track, banger after banger. Well done. Genuinely well done that's good to hear with people from your background because like i was a little worried because listen i first and foremost i built a fan base as a rapper for like seven years and mm-hmm. then i switched to sound and it was like pop punk and then i was like mm, doesn't feel completely like me so let's move more toward the rock lane mm-hmm. and then somehow towards the end of the album it ended up going more the rap route like yeah. this album had way more rap than i was planning on doing and i was nervous that like I had been getting so much traction. I mean, rap and rock go hand in hand, but like the pop punk stuff, I was like a little nervous that the fans wouldn't resonate with it as much as I wanted them to. But I've actually like sent it to a couple diehard fans and got like that same reaction. I was like, thank God. Like I was kind of nervous, um, but it sounded like I hopefully nailed it. We'll see, I guess. Hell yeah. Yes. And awesome. um, those last two songs on the album, bro, fucking crazy. <laughs> well, what are they sleepwalker and i'm gonna look right now oh nightmare hell yeah, yeah. i'm glad you like that one yeah those songs are crazy <laughs> those are the ones where i was like these are a little too rappy like i think we should sing and then we were like but they're so good like let's just see what happens and i guess they turned out well yeah. exactly it's not broken don't fix it mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah. yeah uh so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art yeah the whole concept this album I'm I'm signed to an independent label now that is awesome. Um, but I was super independent when the concept of the album came. And I even the the, the album has been done since like May of last year. So this is like a Damn. process to get this thing out. Yeah. Um, and it was just like 
I had been going viral on TikTok at the time and like it felt like the music industry side of things wasn't paying attention while my music was like blowing up. I was getting like all these new fans and the music industry was just ignoring it. And it was really weird to me because like my friends were all signed to record labels and my streaming was like skyrocketing past them and like my following was skyrocketing past and all this stuff. And it was just like the way we wanted to conceptualize was just like the way the whole wake up thing is like you're being slept on by like a certain group of people that can or can't help you further your career like the, i never had a foot in the industry until seven months ago when this stuff started coming out like i didn't have a booking agent i just got a manager didn't have a label it was like a one-man show running everything and i was just like it feels like everyone's sleeping on how far i'm taking this with no help mm -hmm. and so I mean, listen, I put out like 250 songs before I made this album, right? But it's my debut album. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just like, yeah, like there's no reason for anyone to be asleep anymore. Like I'm here, I'm here to stay. The industry can't make or break me like I made myself before I got in the industry. So yeah, it's just time for everyone to wake up and see uh, the potential and how far this can go, if that makes sense. Absolutely. For sure. And the cover art. The cover art, honestly, I just hit up my boy. His name is Mike Squires, and he works with, honestly, mostly rappers. Um, but I had just been – I'm the dude that goes on Pinterest, and I just, like, look at stuff and, like, cool conceptualization stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I have this brand called Slumberland, and it's very Stranger Things-esque. And when I was doing research for that, I just came across these really cool collage-looking arts, and I just kind of sent it to him, and I was like, dude, like, this is perfect. Like, we can tie in Slumberland with this, the trippiness, and then it ties into the album – so we ultimately just, uh, I was on Pinterest and I just found something cool and I sent it to my dude and I was like, make this into our own thing. Like, obviously don't copy it. And then um, that's just, that's the way we went with the cover art. Nice. All sure, right. that's awesome. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of boring, but like we basically just go in with, I had Zach Jones uh, produce a big chunk of the album with Jaden Seeley. And then the other people that produced it were people named Maddie and Curtis. And we just like blocked off um, weeks at a time. And we're like, we should like dive in. If we, if we get on like a roll or anything, we shouldn't stop, but we should keep working on it. So let's make sure we block out X amount of days. Um, and then <clears throat> when I did get a manager, funnily enough, uh, building on the stuff that I was surprised I made so much rap, he was like, no dude, like, this is missing like not not a lot of people can rap the way you rap on a rock beat or like a pop punk beat even i've rapped on um and he was like please just try to make a couple leaning that way and so that's when i made that first song on the album wake up uh and i was like damn i really can rap that's crazy i forgot about that <laughs> and it kind of just like sent us down like a little uh a little i guess like pocket of just making songs where um it was a majority of rap and we were like damn this is sick and then we were like but it's not weird enough we have to try to um something new right like the whole goal is always to make something new and that's the hardest thing to do and i think i honestly i'm super transparent myself i don't think we nailed it this album but we were dangerously close um i have a second album done where we totally nailed it fun fact but uh it's just like, yeah, the journey, you can just like hear us evolving. I feel like as the album goes, like Sleepwalker was the last song we made. And uh, that's when we were like, oh, we're getting really close to something here, like super alt rock rap leaning that we don't think a lot of artists could replicate or do themselves, even if they tried. So the mission is always just to like 
make something new whether or not you nail it you get closer every time and like i said we definitely nailed it with the next one but um i think it's sick i think it's cool i think you're not really going to hear an album as versatile at least as it dropped this year where i'm rapping on punk beats i'm screaming on rock beats like i'm rapping on rock stuff um and just ways that i don't think people could do and that was the mission so you know whether or not i nailed it it's up to the listener but i think we did get pretty close I think you nailed it. Absolutely. So yeah. you're talking about you've got another record done where you say that you kind of nailed what you were intending on this record, but then you would also send to us like this weird, like more experimental-esque thing that you were doing. So like, yeah. I want to know just how many like albums worth of music you're sitting on. I think like three, but I'm going to be honest, the stuff I sent you guys, it was also close, but I sent it to you last year, right? It wasn't anything after like January or February. No, I don't think we knew each other that early last year it was like maybe december okay if it was in december yeah so i scrapped all of those <laughs> what? um and i so basically around that time like like i said i was freshly signed and my label was like getting me in the rooms with all these people and it was cool like i was in the room with legendary people but sometimes stuff just doesn't click and i was in this super frustrating time where i made like 30 songs and i was like i'm not feeling any of this like it's not clicking doesn't feel like me doesn't feel like where i'm trying to go so I actually hit super burnout in like January and my buddies were in town and were like, dude, just come like mess around at the session. Like if we have fun and make something, it's all good, but it's like no pressure. And then we made a song where like everything clicked and then we locked in for like from January until like a week ago, which is crazy. And I cut like 40 songs and I got 15 that are like super crazy new sound in a good way like when i say new sound i'm not like going 360 the other way right like it incorporates everything from this album and just makes it feel fresher more innovative a little more different in a good way um but yeah like it took a while but we finally figured it out it took excessive burnout like it was so worth it though i'm very excited it's it's one of those things where it's like i'm excited that i have an album coming out but i'm more excited to get it out and then start putting this stuff out because i think it's like game changing so we'll have to see that's fucking crazy. All right. Damn. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what song off this album belongs to write and which one is your personal favorite? I'm going to bring up the playlisting so I make sure I don't miss one. Okay. I think the longest one, actually, the yeah, it was the White Flag with Magnolia Park one because it initially was not going to make the album because the beat was completely different and it was like way too pop punky because we knew we wanted Magnolia Park on it. So we like really went for the pop punk and then I was like, now this just sounds like an outlier in the sense that there's a little more grit. Like the verses were really soft song and it just felt weird to me. And and even Jaden who produced it was like super iffy on it. And then we got to the mix and mastering part and Zach Jones was just like, we're going to redo this entire beat, basically make it rap and trappy and give it a crazy breakdown in the middle where you just wrap your ass off. And then we can do the pop punk hook with Magnolia Park. And then it sounded really good and it somehow made the album. And that was like a three month break from start to finish, I think. Um, and then my favorite on the album, I think Tomorrow Never Came is like a super sick song. I've always, I think it's the one I resonate with the most that I wrote just because it's like so real about just like toxic stuff you've been through. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I just think from like a nerdy songwriting perspective, it's like the best hook I've ever written. So it's like, I get that satisfaction of knowing that. I'm still getting better to myself. You know what I mean? After all this time. So oh. it was definitely the most satisfying to make, I would say. Oh yeah. All right. 
Um, so how did the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener be the opener, close be a closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? We definitely, so Wake Up was definitely made, and I was like, this is definitely the album intro. And then Sleepwalker was made, and I was like, this is definitely the end of the album. It was the last song, coincidentally, but, and then at the end of Sleepwalker, I yell Wake Up to, like, complete the Wake Up album, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and then everything else was just like, let's try to make dope songs that will resonate with people. Let's try to make some fun stuff. Let's just try to make some stuff that's out there. It doesn't really fit, but still cool. Like that love letter song is just like pure hip hop pop, which is super unexpected, I think. But I think it turned out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of made with intention. Sleepwalker was made with intention. And then the rest is just like, let's make as many dope songs as we can. Pick them out and then pick an order where like, it's not punching you in the face at all times. You slow down for some songs and then pick the energy back up and just keep like a solid flow of energy through the album. Mm-hmm. And then of course, end it with fireworks like Sleepwalker and Nightmare and, and really just people going, leave people going like, holy shit. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty much the process behind that. All right. Perfect. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Just like super chip on your shoulder, like, how many times do I have to prove myself? Like I am passing everybody coming up with like major label support, like uh, crazy backing. And I'm not even spending any money. Like I'm just being creative and like thinking of marketing ideas and like the TikTok stuff. Your TikTok um, so is crazy. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was just, I've always had a chip on my shoulder in that sense where it feels like a lot of people are usually betting against me and it's somehow always uses or gets used as motivation or or works out in my favor so i was just like keeping the same energy i've always had and i still have it right now so yeah just hope it never dies yeah especially i i did just want to bring up like your tiktok game is incredible every time i go to promote something on like the good noise podcast tiktok account you are the most consistent person that shows up on our page and it's all it's always so entertaining to just see your videos You're, you're yeah. great. Consistently Thank like you. good advertising. It's awesome. I wish it wasn't so frustrating because uh, <laughs> I took like a two week mental health break at the end of the year and then I started posting again and it's just been like terrible algorithm love. So it's been frustrating, but man, it really changed my life. So like, you know, pros and cons, I guess. And, sure. you know, on the note of, of TikTok and the short form content promotion, like, how do you kind of keep your balance with that? Because like, obviously you want to be an artist, but you've got to, you've got to do the content thing too. So how do you, how do you balance that? It's a lot of trial and error. Like I am the one editing all my stuff. Like, so sometimes it's just like paying a video dude. If there's no, if I don't, if I want to be lazy and not shoot it, like I'll pay a guy to just come film me and then I'll edit it later. Um, and I've just been going through like videographers for like a year now, like this isn't work, this does work. And I just found a guy that's killing it that I think might just take over everything, which is super nice. But I'll say this, it is the current state of social media is not healthy for artists, like having to post every single day and like, I'll work super hard on something. And then the TikTok algorithm will give it 200 views. And you're like, what is the point when I could have just done something else? Like, it really is just like throwing shit at a wall as many times as you can. Um, And obviously if you ask me another week when I have a video do well, I'm going to be like, this stuff is sick. You know what I mean? So it's just like the morale and like the ups and downs of that stuff is so crazy. And I'm trying to get better at like not worrying about it. And I'm almost to the point where I just don't care, which is good. Um, 
but yeah, like it is just brutal as an artist. And I, and one thing that sucks is like, I would say everyone has to do it. Like if you're not doing it, I feel like it's like super foolish, but at the same time, it's like, damn, your mental health is probably 10 times better. So what's mm -hmm. the, what's the sacrifice, I guess. But, sure. at, but at that same point, like your mental health might be better, but is your career as far as the guy whose mental health is in the shitter? But he's killing it on TikTok. Like it's that's literally me. I'm I'm that guy. <laughs> it's unfortunate that like that's that's the sacrifice you have to make mm -hmm. to be an artist in 2023. It's fucked up. Um. So how do you recommend your fans? Another thing. Go ahead. I'm just gonna say another thing is like, I guess just try to make it fun. Like the best thing I ever did was just like the skit stuff. I guess where I'm like just try to be funny at least, or like try to do something entertaining to promote your music because it also shows people you have a personality mm -hmm. it shows them you can fail i guess like i guess a lot of people have this weird thing that they think artists aren't normal ass people that just walk around like having no clue what to do like everyone else um but it's cool for fans to see like oh this dude's just trying to put himself out there he's trying his best like he's trying to do everything he can to succeed um because yeah, I mean, dude, a lot of stuff you have to do is super cringe. Like sometimes the stuff I make, I'm just like, ugh, and I have to like shake it off. But it's all part of, I guess, the process of trying to make a hit song and promote it. So absolutely. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is the workout album party album? What do you personally recommend? It's definitely. I, I wouldn't put it as a party album. There's some songs you can play in the car with your friends, but if you're just going to listen to it, I listen to it when I work out because I think my music, I also just have a huge background in fitness. So like unintentionally, a lot of my music is made to work out to, or just like you said, just like album night, put some headphones in, really listen to shit, listen to the lyrics. Like lyrically, I think I really evolved on this album and, and it's just a huge step up from everything I've done quality wise. Like the mixing and mastering is 10 levels higher than stuff I've been putting out the production, uh, the singing, the hooks, like the writing, it's just all 10 times better. So if you find like, how long is this album? Like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 35 minutes. If you find 35 minutes of free time on album release or just whenever, just like put those headphones in and take a little trip down wake up lane and jam these songs. And I think you'll be very satisfied with it. Hell yeah. Love it. Great. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Three words. Mm -hmm. Favorite new album. Oh, there you go. Damn. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Perfect. Or, no, can I switch most versatile album? Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Would you say As like in, that you in the scene right now or that you've done? scene right now like i will say with my chest like i don't think anyone is gonna anyone in the scene respectfully everyone is so talented but no one in the scene can rap like i do for sure i'm positive um and no one is mixing sounds as well as we are right now i'm sure some people are going to eventually catch up but it mm -hmm. took years of development with zach jones and Jaden seeley to get these this blend of noises to sound good mm -hmm. so I think we're a little ahead in that aspect. So uh, yeah, I would say most versatile album for sure. Hell yeah. Damn. All right. All right. Uh, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? It's a lot of ups and downs. Like some songs are super cathartic. Like tomorrow never came to me. When I listen to that, I listen to it 10 times. Cause I'm like, wow, like this song, I know I wrote it, but obviously I relate to it so well that 
I want to keep listening to it. Like it's, a, it's like almost an addicting drug. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of all over the place. You don't have to be in a certain mood, but any song can invoke any mood out of you. I think like white flag might damn well be the hardest love song of all time that no one knows is a love song. You know what I mean? Just because of how hard it's hitting and slapping you in the face. Um, so yeah, there's just like a lot of versatility. There's songs for every mood and every person. I tried to make it have more of a mainstream E-esque appeal um, so that we can, you know, grow and, and get bigger audiences and kind of take the ceiling of limitations away. So, yeah, I would say there's something for everyone, which is really cool. It's not just like for people in the scene. It's not just for people outside the scene. It's not for kids who just like rap. I think everyone will get something out of it and will like more songs than they think if they only like one side of those genres, if that makes sense. 100%. Yeah. Right. Uh, so can you talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album? Just like the hardest thing, like I said, was trying to figure out the blend of sounds because if I haven't made it abundantly clear, I'm just like obsessed with making something new at this point. Like one of the only bad things TikTok does besides mental health is just create copycats and like copy pasting mm-hmm. and everyone was trying to make viral tiktok songs and then everything yep. started sounding the same to me yep. so when we first started making this album i was pretty frustrated with that stuff just like i was like i don't like any new music coming out it all sounds like people are swinging for the fences for like a tiktok hit or they're taking something another band did and trying to make it their own but it sounds suspiciously like the other band you know what i mean mm-hmm. so my biggest thing going into it and thank god my friends are patient was just like if this starts to sound like something, we have to start over. And it yeah. it took quite a bit of kinks. And like I said, like going back on songs that were too pop punky and innovating those a little bit more. And it takes time to do that. And it's a lot of ideas and it's a lot of yeses and a lot of no's to your producer. And they get frustrated because you're all over the place, which is understandable. But it finally kind of took shape towards like May of last year, like I was saying. And everyone just stepped back and we're like, this is cool. Like no one's going to be doing stuff like this this year. So we were happy with it. And we finally just put it down and we're like, this is, this is done. We can move on. Um, and we will just see what happens. Yeah. So because you kind of, you set that rule of if this starts to sound like anything we've heard before, we're just going to completely scrap it. You, I guess you could say you don't like have any influence from any other artists or, or rappers or bands on this record, then it's like 100% authentically you. Yeah. I think weirdly enough, it's like more influential of time periods, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of people will listen to my music and be like, bro, that sounds like the early two thousands where like it does, but also it sounds like new in 2023. It doesn't sound like we just took a blink 182 song and a catchy guitar riff and like, you know, sung, sang like Tom DeLonge. Um, so yeah, it's more like time period influences i do pull a lot of inspiration from like late 90s early 2000s late 90s especially in the second album um and just try to innovate because everyone knows that stuff moves in cycles right like pop punk came back super hard uh for the last few years and it was huge in the early 2000s and stuff and so it's just like okay these cycles are starting to come back from around that time let's be smart let's see how we can innovate on those ideas and build them and make it like something that people would want to listen to in 2023 and not just like, Oh, this song is like super, super nineties. And that's the only thing you get, you know, I want people to know it's super new. So yeah, definitely more so, which is weird, like time, time frame inspiration, as opposed to just like picking bands and being like, Oh, this is a cool song. I think Mm -hmm. for all of our references, we referenced a different band from a different time and stuff like that to make sure it's like, 
new, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music. So if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? I feel like I look at my dog every day and I'm like, you get so much for free. and You just get to chill and hang out. And it must be so nice to have your owners obsessed with you and give you attention all the time. So I'd probably say that. Damn. True. Perfect. What breed is your dog? He is a red-nosed pit bull and he's the best dog of all time. Oh, I love pit bulls. <laughs> yeah, he's oh the best. Oh my God. Good. That's a very good pick. All right. Yeah. Uh, if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Any celebrity or art. Honestly, Ryan Gosling, because he's hilarious. Ryan Gosling? That's the, that's the yeah. Disney, uh, Barbie movie guy, right? Yeah. 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 Damn. He, uh, there's this movie called The Nice Guys that mm. I walked into and I thought it was going to be a terrible movie and it ended up being one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And he was one of the main actors in it. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been like, this dude's humor is like some of the funniest humor I've ever seen. And he's just been one of my favorite actors. So that's my guy. All right. That's awesome. Good pick. Um, <laughs> so for this last question, boom, you're on a desert island. You can bring one movie, one album, and one person. Who and what are you bringing? Probably my fiance for the person, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. as she's next to me. Yeah. Uh, I would probably, for nostalgia's sake, the first album I ever went to a store and purchased was American Idiot by Green Day. Nice. Aww. I'd probably say that. And then movie... I might just roll with the one I mentioned, The Nice Guys. That movie is incredibly funny, and I highly recommend it. If you guys have not seen it, it is so funny. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. All right. Perfect. Um, so, as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm going on my first headline tour, 14 cities across the U.S. If you like my music, come out. If you don't, come anyway, because it's really important for my future. So do that and then wake up drops may 5th make sure you stream it and that is it oh yeah perfect all right well thank you for now this has been ryan oaks and we have been the good noise podcast